Brother Josh Herring, what a tremendous blessing his ministry is to the United Pentecostal Church all over North America. What a great blessing he has been to us throughout um, this virus uh, preaching on Monday nights. It's been a just a tremendous blessing. And we're so glad that they are here in person. He's going to come and bring to us the word of the Lord. Would you welcome evangelist Josh Herring, and Sister Janae. Let's give that to Jesus this morning. Somebody lift up your voice and let hell hear you. The church is still alive and well. The church is still alive and well. Hallelujah. Felt like heaven in here a few minutes ago. We were all shouting together. It felt like heaven on earth. Brother Hernandez used to say that if uh, praise in a song service is the anesthetic that numbs your flesh for the surgery of the word that is coming. And the more praise, the more likely the surgery was going to come to you. So I think that we had such a breakthrough in praise, the word is ready to go forth. But before we send it, why don't we just praise him one more time with everything inside of us. Somebody lift up your voice like a trumpet and magnify Jehovah. Jesus, we worship you. We love you. We exalt you. We praise you. I feel the gift of faith in here. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you love pastor and bishop, get loud and let everybody hear you. Aren't you thankful for their leadership? Amen. Bishop gave me a big old bear hug. It's like getting hugged by a bear. And he said, you're like one of my sons. That's the best compliment I've ever heard. I appreciate it so much and love him so, so much. Look up to him so, so much. And Pastor Myers, what can you say except one of the greatest end-time visionaries in the world right now. And you're so blessed to have him as your pastor. Amen. Give honor to Brother Richie, Brother Tyler Richie also. Love them very much. Brother Scott, give honor to you. Brother Dylan Morgan, what a great preacher you've got. An evangelist to be here with you. You're so blessed to have an evangelist on site. And I give him honor today. Today is uh, Janae and my 12th anniversary. And so I give her high honor. Love her so much. She's very... Uh, I don't know how she does it, and uh, she's about eight or ten weeks away from from uh, <laughs> number four, little boy, and so I'm so thankful for my beautiful kids. I love them so much. The older you get, the more you realize it's all you have, and it's the most important thing in the world. I love them so much. First Timothy chapter six, verses eleven and twelve, and Hebrews chapter ten. Verses 23 through 25. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11 and 12. Boy, the building just looks outstanding. This is so amazing. I looked like I was in a different place when I walked in. Beautiful. 500 people are coming soon. Verse 11 of 1 Timothy 6. But thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith. Everybody say faith. Faith. Love, patience, meekness. 
fight the good fight of faith. Somebody say, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 23 to 25. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. I want to preach to you from the subject this morning. It's a faith fight. It's a faith fight. Turn to your neighbor and tell him I'm in a faith fight right now. And turn to someone else and tell them, I'm in a faith fight. Lord Jesus, release your authority and your power on every soul, every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl. We take dominion over the entire atmosphere of this city right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, have your way in Jesus' name. And somebody clap your hands one more time. Aren't you glad to be in the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah, Jesus. You may be seated. Faith is what most people would call spiritual vision. Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And we talk about walking by faith and not by sight. But can I say this right off the bat that true faith is going blind into your circumstance and your situation. If you have the outcome already in your mind, what's going to happen, and you quote-unquote have faith for that outcome, then you are seeing what you want to happen. And therefore, that is not faith. That is hope. Because hope, the Bible says, gives you an expected end. So you already know what's going to happen, or you believe what's going to happen when you are in the dimension of hope. You see it. But if you're truly in the dimension of faith, you do not see what's going to happen, but you believe God that His will is going to happen. The greatest level of faith is not believing for what you want, but releasing God for what He wants to do in your life. True faith is, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to worship God anyway, because I believe He will do what is best for me, for all things work together. So if you can see the outcome you're living by hope and if you cannot see the outcome and you do not know what's going to happen but you're here on a Sunday morning you've got some faith in you right now do not let the devil beat you down because you don't know what's going to happen and you don't know what God's will is you ought to thank God that you're feeling like that it's an indicator that you are walking in faith and not by sight It's, it's no wonder that hell would want your faith more than anything. Jesus told Peter, Satan hath desired to have thee that he might sift thee as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. In other words, if the devil is visiting a human, the one thing he wants more than anything is that human being's faith. 
Because if he takes your faith, then he gets your joy. If he takes your faith, he gets your peace. If he takes your faith, he gets that worship that you give God. You can't really worship if you're not in faith. There's something about faith that is a connecting point to everything else that you walk in when you walk in the spirit. You cannot walk in the spirit if you do not have faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. He wants your faith more than anything. That's why faith is part of your armor. The armor of God, I want to show you something. The armor of God has different elements that you wear. You, you, you first put on the truth. You gird your loins with truth, which is the innermost layer of protection, signifying it should be harder for the devil to get to your belief in truth than anything else. And then you cover that up with the breastplate of righteousness. You wear the breastplate of righteousness. He said you shod your feet with the gospel of the preparation of peace. You bind on peace to your feet. You put on a helmet of salvation. You wear these things. But the shield of faith you do not wear. You hold on to it. You don't wear faith. You hold on. That's why it's so easy for the devil to get your faith because you're not clothed in it. You're holding on to it. That's why you've got to, well, Shataya, wake up every morning and make up your mind. Things are going to come against me to try to take that shield away. I've got to hold on to my faith more than anything because if I hold my faith, they can't get my righteousness. They can't get the truth. They can't get the salvation. They can't get my peace. But if I let go of faith, let go of it they will attack me that's an indication why the bible said in romans that we go from faith to faith what does that mean it means faith is transformable faith transform i want you to put this in your memory bank faith transforms for whatever the circumstance demands because for instance faith the shield of faith but the faith is also called the gift of faith Faith is called a fruit of the Spirit. In other words, whatever circumstance you're in, faith shows up for that circumstance. In the specific role that only faith can can do. In other words, if you're in a war with a spirit attacking your family, you need a shield of faith when you get up in the morning. But if you're ministering to people, you need a gift of faith to go through you. And if you're living day by day and everything's fine, you need the fruit of faith to come out of your life. In other words, faith manifests for whatever you are dealing with. Someone's got a shield in here right now. And someone's got a gift. And someone's got some fruit. But make no mistake about it you're all walking in faith and not by somebody thank God for your faith right now because the demons tremble when you let them recognize I still have my faith is weapon faith is a gift Faith is a fruit. Faith is a fight. As Paul said, you have to fight the good fight of faith. 
before he said fight for it, he said you have to follow after it. 1 Timothy 6, verse 11. You have to follow or you have to chase or pursue faith. You have to go after it. No matter what's around, you have to go after faith. Because there are so many voices that are going to come against your mind, filling it with doubt and fear and all kind of other things. You have to make up your mind, I'm going to go after faith. I'm going to get something in my spirit that causes me to believe God still has the answer. And then he said, after you follow it, you have to fight the good fight. Now, these two words, fight, fight the good fight, are two completely different words. Okay? In the Greek, in the original text, the first word fight is agonizomai, which means to contend with an adversary or to enter a contest with an opponent. So that word fight, fight, that, that right there makes sense. You're contending with a challenger, with competition. I understand that. That makes sense. The second word fight doesn't make sense to me because it's not the same word. It is agone in the Greek, which means the assembly or the arena where the fight takes place. The first word fight means you're going up against something. The second word fight is the location where you have the fight. Up until this pandemic, you would come to the assembly, the house of the Lord on Sunday morning, and you would fight for your faith that the devil had attacked all week long. And so the devil removed the arena. And that's why some of you had to transform your houses from houses of carnality into arenas where you where you fight for faith in fact i'm going to say it like this some of you would not be in this room right now had you not changed the atmosphere of your house the last three months but some of you made up your mind if you're going to take my church away from me you're not going to take my faith and i'm going to take the atmosphere that i live in and i'm going to make it a house of war where god gives me victory I like it when you praise him here, but he loves it when you praise him at your house, when you praise him in your closet, when you praise him around the kids. There's something powerful about having an atmosphere. Come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost up here right now. There's nothing like recognizing I've got an arena. You ought to make your closet an arena. Make your bedroom an arena. Make your car the arena. Make your living room the arena. Make hell no. Everywhere you come at me, I've got somewhere to fight. But I would like to let hell know we are back in God's arena right now. We are the home team. This is our house. And there's nothing that God cannot do. I said he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask. And I know it's not in here. But that's why you can't afford to be a spectator. Because this is not a theater. It's an arena. And spectators get killed when they're in the arena spectating. But if you want to make up your mind to live, then you've got to get fight in your spirit. And you've got to say, God, I'm not going down. I'm fighting for my future.
We ought to take another praise break right now. Someone ought to put some demons in their place right now. Someone ought to get off the floor and say, I'm not dead. Back up, hell, in the name of Jesus. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light. Tell somebody I'm in a faith fight. I want you to get this. He did not say, fight the good fight for your answer. Fight the good fight of victory. Fight the fight of faith. Ready? Here's the problem. When you get your eyes on what has to happen, I got to have this answer. Then you're not fighting for faith. You're fighting for what you want. And if you don't get what you want, it damages your faith. Have you ever had God tell you something is going to happen and you shout it from the rooftops and then when you start shouting, the exact opposite starts happening? I got a promise from God, then all hell breaks loose. And I'm all for keeping your eyes on the promise. But remember one thing. If you start to fight for an answer rather than your faith, the enemy has already won the war. Because he knows you'll only survive if you get every answer you want. But the second you get told no... You'll skip church. Where's God? We all, we've all been there. Come on, God. Where are you? I can always know where my faith level is by how I talk to him. When I start saying, where are you? This was supposed to happen. It lets me know I've not been fighting for my faith. I've been fighting for what I want. That's why we all need a spirit of Shadrach to get on us. Shadrach said, listen, king, our God is able to deliver us. But if he doesn't, be it known unto you, we're not bowing down. In other words, I know he's able to do it, but I don't know if he's going to do it. So let it be known. I'm not fighting for my future. I'm fighting for my faith. I'd rather go down holding on to faith than rise up holding on to my desires. Somebody grab your faith like a weapon right now and say, you're not taking this devil. You're not taking that. I'm not going to question God. I'm not going to doubt God. I'm not going to be angry at God. I repented for that. I'm going to be pure before God. I'm going to fight for my... Turn to your neighbor and say, faith is not feelings. Peace is a feeling. Joy is a feeling. But we often sometimes think faith is a feeling. No. Brother Hernandez used to tell me, and he preached this everywhere, that when you get overshadowed by God, when you're in a church service, and the Holy Ghost overshadows you, 
and you start to break through it and you think you're getting blessed you think god is giving you a miracle what god is actually doing is according to the bible when he overshadowed someone with the holy ghost he was birthing something in them ask mary but what we consider uh, a breakthrough and a blessing and getting my answer is when god overshadows us we're just feeling the presence of the holy ghost trying to birth something in us we call that faith it's not faith can be completely emotionless We were in Atlanta a few, few, few months ago, and walking out of the first service, about to go to the second service, and, and a grandpa grabbed my arm and said, hey, wait a second, before you leave, can you pray for my grandson? He's never spoken a word in his life, about five, six years old. I look at him, said, yeah, grandpa, grandma, little boy, Ronan Jones, and mom. And I start to pray, and he just stares at me. Didn't feel a thing. I didn't feel a thing. Grandpa didn't feel a thing. Grandma didn't feel a thing. Mom felt defeated. You see, if you really are walking in defeat, you wear it on your face. You may think you try to tell everyone everything's fine, but when, you have, when you're walking in hopelessness, people that are spiritual are going to see it eventually because it just manifests. And she's praying and she's just broken. Just I've prayed everything. I've asked everything. I've waited. I've, you know how many... Who knows how many nights. And I prayed. And I said, God, touch her faith. Heal this baby boy. In Jesus' name. Nothing. No emotion. Thank you, Brother Harry. Thank you. All right. Walk out. The next day, he's sitting in a classroom with his classmates. They sent me the video. And they're playing a video on the screen or they're showing colors. And he starts repeating the words on the screen. There's an angel in here right now. Second thing, he started telling his parents things. In fact, a couple weeks ago, they they sent me an email and said, he's now telling us he loves us. Now, that may do nothing for you. But if had they walked out of that service... And said, well, we had faith and nothing happened. We didn't feel anything. They would forfeit what was coming to them. But faith is not a feeling. They walked out of there saying, God's going to do something. I don't know when God's going to do it, how, but God's going to do something. And you know what? That little boy talks now because somebody had some faith that wasn't bound by a feeling. I said, God's bigger than autism. God's bigger than any spirit that would attack your child. There's nothing God cannot do. It doesn't matter how long you've waited. Joseph went 13 years as a prisoner. But one morning, he woke up in a prison cell. But that night, he went to bed in the palace. Because when when faith gets a hold of you, it doesn't matter how long it takes. When the door opens, you realize, I've held on the entire time. And God had this plan. Sarah's 90 years old and laughs 
at a promise from God that she's going to have a baby. She laughs at it. But in between her laughter and when she birthed it, something happened to her faith. Because Hebrews said, by faith Sarah received strength to conceive seed. In other words, she laughed at the beginning. But before she birthed it, there was a transformation in her faith where she said, you know what? God might be able to do this crazy thing. And if somebody would get that mentality right now, you'd see God do more for you than you've ever seen him do when you recognize, I believe God can do whatever he wants to. We were, I told the story this morning, we were called a few couple weeks ago, Janae's uncle, who was more like a cousin, he was 42, had died and in Westlaco, Texas, on the border of Mexico. So they asked us to do the funeral, and it's a 14 to 15 hour drive without kids. And we know we're not stopping in Louisiana. We live in Pensacola. You cross the border, they ask you, have you spent the night in Louisiana? If you have, you're quarantined. So we know we had to get through Louisiana, get to Texas. So we get to Texas. We took two days. We get there. And Janae has prayed for years for something to happen in her family. Diehard Catholics. Nothing against that. I'm just telling you what... All of them, diehard Catholics. We've gone down there, and it's like the atmosphere just overwhelmed us. And we got down there, and, and we got there Tuesday, and everybody, mostly everybody was just drinking, and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday. People were supposed to be Thursday, and they moved it to Friday, and we had to get back to speak to SoCal District Saturday night, so it was going to be a long drive home, and so we... We stayed for the funeral at 4 o'clock, and, and, and I found this out that her uncle that died, was four, when he was 14, he got the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in Jesus' name, in and out of prisons and gangs. And, but the week he went to the hospital, he repented every day in his room for everything he had done. Goes to the hospital and dies within two days, I think, two or three days. And when I preached that funeral, everyone was wearing masks, funeral home, everybody's Catholic. And everyone's sitting there looking at me. And I preached about putting him in the hands of God. Now, I'm not putting him in the hands of his past or what he did. I don't know where he's at, but I put him in the hands of God, who filled him with the Holy Ghost, washed away his sins, and I believe forgave him. And I get done preaching. And it's quiet. And it's awkward. And his mother, the one that died, his mother, which is Janae's grandma, a diehard Catholic woman, feeble with arthritis, on the front row, her son, right here. She begins to cry out, Hallelujah! Oh, Hallelujah! Oh, and when she went to say hallelujah the third time, she couldn't say it because God filled her with the gift of the Holy Ghost and she fell over on the pew. 
she didn't speak in tongues for 10 seconds but several minutes she was speaking in tongues her oldest son came over to her he tried to stop her and the more he tried to stop her the more she talked in tongues her daughter came over and when her daughter grabbed her hand God filled her daughter with the gift of the Holy Ghost right there She spoke in tongues five or seven minutes. She sat up. Everyone was kind of scared out of their mind. She's a sweet Spanish lady. She said, I am drunk with the Lord. And then there she went again speaking in tongues for several more minutes. I dismissed the Catholic funeral three times. Nobody moved. One man came up to me and said, I had that Holy Ghost years ago. Are you coming back near soon? I said, yeah, I'm coming in July. He said, I'm bringing my entire family, my wife, my kids, my grandkids. We're coming to the service. We want God to fill us with that Holy. I'm going to tell you something. When you have faith, I said, when you have faith, when you have faith, you're going to go through valleys. You're going to go through trials, but you hold on to it. I said, you hold on to it because the miracle will birth in ways you can't even... Somebody stand up and put the demons in their place and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. If you've got the Holy Ghost, pray until you're praying in the Spirit. Pray until you're talking in tongues. Pray until the the faith is flowing through you. makes the devil stay standing I'm done you know what makes the devil nervous when you don't get what you want but you don't let go of your faith I'm living something that I'm telling you is true it's the hardest battle when you don't get what you want I prayed for 45 days for my mentor not to die 59 years old last two months I prayed hours and hours and hours and it was so hard it didn't make any sense to me but let me tell you something the same girl that saw her family get the Holy Ghost last week last Saturday night when I was shaking on the floor of the hotel asking God why I don't understand laid her hands on me and release faith into my spirit. And I got up Saturday and I said, I've made up my mind. I don't care if I get what I want or don't get what I want. I'm about to release this in the atmosphere everywhere I go. It doesn't matter what the answer is. What matters is when the war is over, are you still alive? Are you still standing? Are you still breathing? Are you still trusting God? Are you still depending on God? Because let me tell you, someone with real faith has been told no a time or two. See, if you backslide over the, the quickest little thing God says no to, you don't have much faith. In fact, the Bible says your strength is small if you faint in the day of adversity. But there are some people in here that have been to hell and back. And the only reason why they're here is that they've got, they've got some faith in them that when God said no, when life said no, when the pain didn't lead, they said, I'm still going to the house of God. I'm still going to the arena. 
the assembly. Somebody pray with me. I feel a wave of the Holy Ghost in here. I feel a wave of power. You can be healed in your pew right now. You can be delivered right where you are. There's something in this atmosphere. If I get what I want, or if I don't, you're worthy. Somebody that's in a faith fight, come stand up here if you're able to right now. (laughs) About to find out who the spectators are. Don't you fear the virus? No. I fear God. You want to stay where you are? Stay where you are, but don't lose your faith. Don't be a spectator. Be a worshiper. I want to tell you something right now. Here's the key to the miracles. You must worship God for whatever He wants to release. If it's healing in your body, if it's surgery at a, at a clinic, if it's pain the rest of your life, you worship him because I don't want my faith on trial. I want to keep that separate. If God gives this to me, thank you, Jesus. If he doesn't, thank you, Jesus. I see what to do. And as you start to worship him, and as you start to thank him for how good he is. Oh, I feel a wave of sweet Holy Ghost in here. And as you start to glorify him, his presence is going to sweep across this altar like a wave upon people. Wouldn't shock me if you'd be healed right now. Brother Dylan Morgan, where are you? I want you to come up here. I want you to pray the prayer of faith. I want you to come pray the prayer of faith. And I want you to release it in the atmosphere and do what the Lord tells you to do. Everyone get your hands up right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, every hand lifted by the authority of the word of God. And by the power of the name of Jesus, I release faith into this place right now, God. Faith into every heart. Faith into every mind. Faith into every situation. Come on, it's in the room. Reach up and grab it. Grab a hold of that shield again. You've let go of it. Reach up and grab a hold of that faith one more time. In Jesus' name. Come on, would you worship him? Would you worship him? your voices in worship. Lift your voices in worship. Lift your voices in worship. Come on, push in worship here. Don't stop worshiping. Come on, we don't need anything else to help us. We need the Holy Ghost right now. Lift him up. Come on, I rebuke doubt in Jesus' name. I rebuke fear in Jesus' name. I rebuke negativity by the authority of the name of Jesus. Come on, lift your voices. Lift your voices. Let hell know. I've got my faith. Let hell know. I've got my faith. 
voices lifted. Come on, sons and daughters. Keep your voices lifted. Come on, apostolic young person. Lift your voices in Jesus' name. Come on, take it to another level right now. Take it to another level. Show him. Loose the spirit of Shadrach in here. Loose the spirit of Shadrach in here. God is able. God is able. God is able. No matter what he does, he's still God. He's still God. Even when I don't see him. You're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. He's the way maker. I feel the Holy Ghost. You guys know that one? This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Come on, brother. Come on, bro. See that hand. God, give him what he asked for. He tell him us the I pray for his faith. I pray for his faith. I pray for his strength right now. I pray for his hope. I pray for his faith. Another level's coming. Another level's coming. Another level. Another dimension. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody lift up that faith. Lift up that faith. That's my shield. That's my shield. That's my shield. That's my shield. right now brother Hernandez taught this he said the devil is the prince of the air which means he dwells between the ground and the stars the reason why he's the prince of the air is because he couldn't handle heaven or the earth so God gave him the air which is nothing this is what he said when you get a word from God that word is packed full of miracles answers direction peace faith, everything you need. So don't pray for the miracle, pray for the word. But then he said this, and this has got to get right here right now. If you get a word from God, you must realize, because the devil's the prince of the air, that that word has already come through all the powers of hell. There's not a demon that can stop that word from getting to you. So don't ask God, rejoice right now because the word has broken through the atmosphere and something's about to happen. Something's oh, about to happen. To something's about to happen. Nothing is in your way. Praise. Nothing Shout can stop God you. In Jesus. We lift your name up. We lift your name up. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. Shout out to God with the voice of praise. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. We lift your name up. We lift your name up. Shout out to God with the voice of triumph. 
at the end of the service this morning, he brought up something so powerful. He said, the Bible said that the word of the Lord told the people, shout for the battle. Not for the victory. Not for what you want. But the fact that you're still alive in the fight. Somebody to lift up your voice right now and shout because you're still in this fight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, there it is. There's a breakthrough right there. There's a breakthrough right there. There's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough. There's an overshadowing. There's an overshadowing. God is burning things in the atmosphere. God is doing things right now. God is doing things right now. your shield, your gift, your fruit, and your fight. And if you leave this place in doubt or discouragement, then you need to change your speech. Change how you talk. And how you change, when you change what you talk about, you'll change what you attract in your house. I think more is coming on that tonight for the Holy Ghost. And I want you, in Jesus' name, pastor's coming. I want you to leave this place knowing that I still have my He's not coming. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. But leave here with faith, not sight. Oh, shout unto God with the voice.